0: Hey, familia! We're Edgar and Janet.
1: Bienvenidos. This is Hanging
0: With is the
1: Todos Podcast with Mama and Dada. I love it. Gracias, Ariela.
0: On today's episode, your perception of me is probably going to change, mm-hmm. and that's because I'm going to confess to you details about the time that I was dumb enough to be tempted to cheat on Janet, my wife. Dun dun dun. And many of you are probably going to say, "Are you an idiot?" <laughs> No, babe. I'm going to say, there's no way, Edgar. There's no way anyone else besides Janet would find you attractive.
2: Oh, babe.
0: (laughs) But anyways, it's going to be a very open, raw, and vulnerable episode.
1: It really is. We will also be talking to Heather, the therapist, about why we are tempted to cheat and how can we stop ourselves from cheating on people we say we love.
0: This episode was inspired by one of our listeners that reached out and she wanted to share with you why she was tempted to cheat (gasps) on her husband. And you're going to hear the shocking thing that happened after she confessed it to him.
1: Oh, I can't wait for that. And last
0: but not least, we will give you an update on whether we reached our goal of reaching $2,000 to sponsor Dreamer's DACA immigration fees with the fundraiser we began last episode. Thanks for hanging with us. Los We are grateful to God to be hanging out with you once again. Familia, this episode was inspired by one of our listeners who DM'd us, suggesting that, that we should talk about cheating. Specifically, should you confess to your significant other the moment that you're tempted to cheat? She was tempted to cheat in her marriage with another man that worked with her, and she actually ended up confessing it to her husband. Wow. Do you think you would have done the same thing? Who, me? <laughs> the audience and you, love. Yes, I'm putting you to the test.
1: Yes, definitely. I would have you done would the have same me? thing as her. Yes, but I can't wait to hear her story. What is it? What is it?
0: I want to welcome Letty to our podcast. She's in her mid-30s, been married for 13 years and has four kids. Wow. They went to work.
1: Dang, Letty!
0: Thank you welcome. for hanging out with us, Leti.
1: Hello.
2: Hi. So
0: before you tell us if you're still together with your husband or ex-husband, mm. We want to thank you for being so brave enough to tell your story because it's something that we don't talk about normally, but especially not in the Latino community. So thank you for reaching out because the purpose behind this is to help our listener and us to not cheat, right? To acknowledge and have the discernment of like, whoa, I'm falling into a trap right now. I'm setting myself up to potentially cheat on my partner and how to find out
1: those red flags, if you will, those signs of like, hey, I want that. You're playing with fire. But not to not only cheat, but also like value what you have, right? That goes right. into temptation and like, oh, what do I yeah. have? And-, and what's
0: leading you to potentially want to cheat on your partner? Yeah. What's the root of it? So Leti, take us to a few months before you were tempted to cheat with another man at work. What was going on in your relationship? What was going on with you?
2: It all stems from not really loving myself because if you don't love yourself then how do you want someone else to give you that if you can't fulfill yourself no one else is gonna give that to you and I think that happens to a lot of people and um
0: why do you think you at that moment in time
2: didn't love yourself yeah Mm -hmm. because I lost myself I'm a mother of four kids (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. I'm not I'm not dressing up I'm not doing my makeup I'm not going anywhere and you know it's I'm just stuck and you become stuck in a, in a rut that becomes a routine that you don't like. It's like, I don't like this person. This isn't who I was before I had kids. Why am I this person now?
0: This happened about a year and a half ago, right? When you attempted to cheat.
2: Yeah, definitely.
0: How long had it been since you've given birth to your fourth child when you started well, feeling twins. like this? So, the twins. <laughs> the yeah. Two. So, so you, you're like, um, I want to clear it up. We didn't try to have kids yeah. four times. <laughs> it was three times. Yeah. And we got blessed with an extra bonus. The pilon
2: Twins. So how was, long had it been? It was like, like six months, seven months after they were born.
0: So you weren't loving yourself. You weren't taking care of yourself.
3: Loving, so were you going to say?
1: No, I was going to say. But you know, when you have kids, after ha- me, after having two, you get a little fodonga You get, you start yeah. like taking care. of Your priorities shift because you start yeah. focusing on the kids, on, on you know, giving, 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 and then you forget about yourself. So maybe that's where it started, right? Not that I'm giving you the the reason for that, but I'm just trying to defend your side of like, yeah you kind of let go of yourself.
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, and then it's like, you know, the things I wanted had to change because, you know, my priorities changed.
0: So that's what was happening a few months before you were tempted to cheat. Were you receiving the love from your husband at that time, affection, and if it's not too much to ask, you know, were you guys still being intimate at the time or was that not even in...
2: It was, but it was definitely, like, not as frequent because, you know, like, I'm not even wanting that attention from them because you know like i'm like i don't find myself cute so i think that like you know feeling yourself sensual and cute and and sometimes like you know they say oh girls dress up for guys no they really dress up for other women or for themselves a lot of times because they're like i feel cute in this you know and when another girl notices hey those are cute shoes like a guy's not always gonna say that but another girl's gonna be like i like your shoes and we like that too
0: (laughs) you're not feeling yourself and in a way that's creating a, yeah, a so huge gap between true. you and your husband. So you start receiving some attention at work. Take me to that moment.
2: So I started working not so long after, and you know, of course I didn't want to go looking for donga to work. So I, I By was, the way, let know. me explain
0: Fodonga for those that don't speak Spanish. Fodonga <laughs> is basically you're you don't put yourself ratchet. together. You look ratchet, ratchet. ratchet. you look tirada, <laughs> you look you don't put very well, you're not very well put together, you know. No makeup, your hair's a mess, you're wearing whatever dirty ass sweats or something like that. That's say juicy yep. on the butt.
2: <laughs> so yeah, so like I'm you know, I'm I'm like starting to dress up, do my makeup, do my hair around this time because I know I had gained some weight. I was like, you know, I'm going to start going to a nutritionist, taking supplements. So I started losing weight wearing my tight girdles and stuff. So I would wear tight things to show off, you know, the weight I'm losing. And yeah, work, you know, a boss of mine would like compliment me like, wow, you look good. Oh man, those, you're rocking those shoes. And you know, compliments, I'm not really getting at home because we're we're having our issues. But I think it was more like you, you wanted that attention. You wanted to feel like you mattered, even though my husband's never really made me feel like I don't matter. He's never really done that. But I think part of it's done because we're fighting a lot, you know? So and you're getting so- this
0: attention from this man at work. Uh, your boss, which is a separate topic, but it starts yeah, to feel good. The fact that you're getting this attention and reaffirmation and the fact that you're like, damn, my faja is making me look real good right now.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Definitely.
0: How far did you take it with this coworker of yours?
2: Well, I think it got to just uh, messaging each other and, you know, just some of the innuendos were definitely still past uh, what was considered appropriate and i was like at first i was taken back and kind of like you know actually even let him know that i didn't think that was appropriate but then after a while i kind of started missing it and i think i welcomed it even more you know Ooh.
0: what kind of messages would you guys send each other
2: no it was just kind of like you'd be like oh well, how's your day it started it would always start off like that it was more like most, right. it was almost like a grooming process i guess you could say because right. and then it just started being like wow you know your curves in that dress and wow you know just like things like that like it just there was never like one straight out comment that i can tell you well he he straight out said let me take you to bed or anything like that no it was never straightforward like that but everything insinuated that you know
0: did you guys ever set up a moment or a time where you guys were gonna meet up outside of work
2: i think it was getting to that point and then like that's when even my my husband told me you know you're you're being different and he noticed it and he felt he said he felt it which is really weird cuz you don't think of energy as something you know people talk about yeah. energy and things like that all the time everything he was saying was right on you know the nail on the head he said i you, you seem distant you seem like there's something like i know you're hiding something i wasn't hiding my phone or anything like that it wasn't even that it was just right. said, the way i was acting and How long was this him. going
1: on for the messaging and the I think know, a couple of
2: months a couple of months and then i i had to make that ultimate decision of i don't want to work here anymore I felt like what I had going for me was so much more important, more beautiful than throwing it away for a fantasy that might just be that. Was it reality isn't get- always you know, a fantasy, you know?
1: Was it getting too heavy on you psychologically? Yes. Like, I, could, I yes, can't handle the sure. lying. And-
2: yes, for sure. For sure. Wow.
0: So That's what cool. made you finally tell your husband the truth? What did you say to him? And how did he react?
2: Well, he had already brought up that. He felt like like I was hiding something. And then he said he knows it has to do with work. And the one time I just said, you know, we're going to go, we're going to go to the park in the evening. And, you know, I had to sit or watch the kids. And we just, we just talked. And I told him, yeah, well, this has been going on. And I'm actually starting to like it. And I'm starting to enjoy the attention. What are we going to do about it? From what I saw. What are you going like, to do about it? <laughs> like it's <yeah>. on him. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, well, maybe she I mean, was telling was,
1: him to step it up. Like, yeah, hey, I
2: need some attention. I did. Yeah. That's, that's exactly why I told him because we, I mean, he's my friend before he's my husband, you know, Ooh, I and love I that. love him mm-hmm. and I love him. And so I told him and I said, you know, you need to step up your game because I'm feeling like I'm getting this fulfilled somewhere else. And it's not even that this person was way more attractive than him because he wasn't and yeah. it wasn't, you know, anything like that which people. Because, you know, you, you see it all the time that hot people get cheated on. So right. it has nothing to do with that. It Damn, was,
0: Beyonce got cheated on, imagínate.
2: Yeah, exactly. So it was more like just, you know, telling you the things you want to hear when you're the most vulnerable. That's really what it came down to. And he did. He, he started stepping up his game, but he said, you know, I don't want to lose you. And he started showing me that he didn't want to do that, you know, that he wanted to step up his game.
0: So and we didn't. do you believe that helped or hurt your relationship? And are you guys still together today?
2: The honesty definitely helped. For sure. And uh, we are still together today.
0: Wow. wow. Congratulations.
2: There's a lot of openness. And, you know, I saw him everything. I, I have to, know, I'm trying to keep him around. <laughs> and I want him to do the same with me. She didn't cheat. She was honest. Well, I did it. I was la mente. very it.
0: Con la mente. I think there's different types of cheating, right? <laughs> yeah. And I think that's where we're going to dive. True. We're going to yeah. dive into that with uh, Heather, sure. the therapist. And, and even <laughs> a story of my own, Letty, When... Um, I was tempted to cheat. And some people, once I tell the story, will probably, some people will probably think that I did cheat. That's why I'm saying there's different types of cheating.
1: That's true. That's true. I agree.
0: So your honesty helped because it allowed you guys to talk about the root of the issue, which is, one, you weren't appreciating and loving yourself. And two, you guys stopped loving each other or showing each other that appreciation and that love for each other because you were consumed by babies and and work and life and etc so it really helped you guys and i want to commend you for fighting for your marriage because mm-hmm. a lot of times man let's be honest nowadays it's like
1: don't give a crap
0: people ain't trying to fight for their marriage
1: yeah it's no, like the first so
0: bump in the road yeah nos vemos te mando chiflar a tu mouse at later yep. <laughs> you know and we threaten each other with divorce uh-huh. all the time and so on and so forth and that and that's not right and that's something that janet and i thank god we've never gone to the point of like threatening each other with divorce or whatever, maybe. But what changed in you and what changed in him that things have gotten better today because of that honest conversation?
2: We have sought out counseling, you know, and at first he was reluctant, uh, but it's uh, helped so much. And, it, and I don't mean like we go every month or, you know, we've just occasionally met with different types of counselors, two religious counselors right. in different church groups, a therapist that's just a certified therapist. We've been to a female You know, and then we've been to a male therapist to get different perspectives too, because I do feel like they're going to express things differently. And I think that that has helped a lot too, because though sometimes you get an outsider's opinion instead of, well, he was wrong, right, or I was wrong, and it's more like there's no wrong or right in this. It's like, what do you want out of it? Like, you want to make it work, or you want to keep arguing about things, you know?
0: Letty, what kinds of guardrails have you established for yourself moving forward to kind of, if you will, like an alarm that goes off?
1: Like temptation.
0: If you're wandering into temptation, because I believe that we put ourselves
1: into situations. Into situations oh, one hundred to
0: be yeah. able to think about cheating. We have that one hundred percent power over that. You know what I'm saying? Anybody says they like, "Oh, just one thing led to another." Ni madres, right? That's my not how it goes down. Goes you allowed yourself to be put in that situation, and when I tell my story, I allowed myself to place myself in that situation to be exposed to be tempted to cheat on janet 100 percent. so what kind of guardrails have you placed for yourself
2: uh like i said don't put myself in a situation like that set boundaries and also just uh make time for us like just uh, like date nights are so important um um, even during quarantine like we i've we have an outdoor fireplace and you know i lit it last time i dressed up my table i put on something kind of skanky you know and, (laughs) (laughs) and put on Put on some music, maybe Good for, you. for well, you. what know, song that's... did you
0: put on, Leti? What song?
2: Earned of course from the weekend. Hey, oh. you earn it. <laughs> that's right.
4: <laughs> this is thought.
1: Oh yeah, Leti, and what do you want couples to learn from your Don't give up. Mm.
2: Don't give up on each other. It's because no matter what relationship it's not like you're not gonna have problems in the next relationship anyway. So why not try to work at this one? I feel like I'm such a hopeless romantic, too. Like, I hate stories that don't have happy endings. And I feel like even like you can make a happy ending with your life, you know, just you have to work at it. Nothing's as easy as they put it in the movies, you know, yeah.
0: especially when you add kids to the mix.
2: And oh, yeah, definitely. Every, and we don't have nannies.
0: <laughs> every ch- yeah, no, listen, every child, your job eats up at the 24 hours in the day that you have. Okay. And the time kind of keeps getting shut down the time you spend with your significant other. But you got to make it a priority. You know, I've always thought like priorities are God, your wife, and then your kids. It's difficult. It's challenging, especially in your situation. You guys got surprised with twins. So it's a lot. But I want to thank you, Leti, for sharing your story and encouraging others that are listening right now that maybe at this time they're being tempted to cheat. And hopefully this can be like a wake up call, a sign of saying, hey, it's not worth it. Find out what the root of the issue is. Why would you want to cheat on your significant other? Whether you want to confess that you're being tempted or not. That's up to you. But at least talk about what's at the root of the issue.
1: Thank you, Leti, for being so open and real. We appreciate you. And we're so happy that you made your relationship work with your husband. Saludos a tu esposo. For sure. He says
2: hello.
1: (laughs) No lo saludas. Thank
0: you. Bendiciones.
1: Thank you, guys.
0: Coming up next, familia. I will confess to you the time that I was dumb enough to be tempted to cheat on Janet. Heather, the therapist, will be with us having a very real and honest conversation. Also. We'll give you an update on how things went with our Dreamers Fundraiser. Hang tight. All right, familia. Getting to the moment where I want to confess to you about the time that I was tempted to cheat. I know it's hard to believe because why would I ever think of doing that?
1: Obvious. (laughs) Such an
0: amazing woman (laughs) like Janet. Thanks. Uh, But again, Beyonce got cheated on,
1: okay? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you can't compare, but... (laughs) Uh,
0: Before we continue on telling you that story, I want to welcome Heather, the therapist.
4: Hi, Edgar and Janet. Nice to see you guys today. All right, Heather. So um,
0: I'm going to tell my story and then we have quite a few questions to dive into, especially because the purpose of this episode is to be vulnerable, be honest and be real with ourselves. Because we know that cheating can cause a lot of harm, not only to your significant other, but to yourself. Right. I'm going to take you guys back to 2008. And I'm going to give you a little bit of context about my relationship with Janet at the time. We had been friends for eight months. Strictly friends, no benefits. We got introduced by friends. And another day, we'll tell you the whole story of how we actually ended up becoming boyfriend-girlfriend. But finally, eight months into it, I grew a pair and I asked Janet to be my girlfriend. (laughs) I was living in San Francisco at the time. I had moved up from L.A. to the Bay for my first full-time radio gig. I was doing a Spanish reggaeton afternoon show, hosting nightclubs. I was 25 years old, quote-unquote, living the life.
1: Bachelor life.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Living on my own for the first time, all the above. But I knew that when I met and I saw Janet, she had everything and more than I ever imagined that would want in a wife or the mother of my children or our children one day. <laughs> Heather, I was freaked out by that <laughs> because I, I, I'm experiencing this whole situation for the first time where I was an average dude in college out here in Southern California, got no play whatsoever. All of a sudden, I have a full-time job in radio. I'm hosting nightclubs. I'm sitting in <laughs> VIP areas. I'm giving out tickets to concerts to Aventura and Don Omar and Huisi whatever it is. And all of a sudden... I don't know where girls think I'm kind of cute.
1: Shabai, oh my gosh. <laughs> ah! I remember seeing that. I was like, what? Who's that guy? <laughs> and
0: let me say this. I never believed the hype. Okay. I just want to make that clear. I knew it was because I was on the radio,
1: but <laughs> they didn't want you for your looks because of your tickets. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just
5: kidding.
0: But let's be honest. I accepted all the attention. And at that time, before I asked Janet to be my girlfriend, I was hanging out with girls and maybe it would last about a month. And I was always telling girls like, Hey, like I'm not looking for anything serious, but if you're down just to hang out and have some fun, then let's go. And as soon as the girl would ask, well, what are we? I would say bye. And I would go. We're
1: done. (laughs) So that
0: was my, I'm just trying to explain where I'm at. Right. Okay. Janet comes along. We become boyfriend, girlfriend. And about four months into our relationship,
1: (laughs) I'm sorry I'm giving you judgy eyes, but
0: I'm like, where's the story going? <laughs> Four months into a relationship, I'm having second thoughts. Mm. I'm still 25 and I'm like, damn, I'm missing out on hanging out with all these other girls. Mm-hmm. But I know Janet's the one. Hey. How do I deal with this? Mm-hmm. I'm immature. I'm selfish at the time. I admit it. We'll talk about this with Heather. There are different types of cheating. Some of you might think I actually did cheat, but I end up coming to Janet and I asked her for a break in our relationship.
1: Why did you want to haul pass within our four months? Because I felt like it was a loophole to where if I
0: asked you for a break and you accepted, uh-huh. then that means I wasn't technically cheating on you.
1: It's mm-hmm. <laughs> very
3: clever. Of and me. I'm
0: sorry if you're hearing this right now and your significant other just asked you for a break. I didn't know how to handle the situation, but I knew that I didn't want to cheat on Janet. And there was these other girls that I was like, oh my gosh, is the grass green on the other side? Am I missing out on this bachelor life? But then again, I could lose the most amazing woman that I've ever met in my life. So I asked Janet for a break.
1: Mm -hmm. I remember that clearly because I was like, wow, this guy wants time off. Like we just started dating. But then I was like, you know what? This will be good because that way he knows how much I'm worth and he'll miss me and I'll miss him too. So ¿Qué te a va valorar? Claro. And then I was like, yeah, go for it. I was cool with it. Now that you're bringing it up, you're never going to find out what I did <laughs> <laughs> during that time off. Hey, me.
0: Ni quiero saber. My 25-year-old self would want to know what you did, but I don't want to know now.
1: <laughs> I'm kidding. I'll
0: be like, oh, who was he? So we take this break and it's because I wanted to go hang out with this other girl. I take the break, not knowing that I was risking this relationship with Janet, but she accepted this break. We said we're going to take a, a week break. Mm-hmm. Una semana. And I end up going on a date with this other girl. Yeah. And while I'm on this date, all I can think of is Janet. Mm. All I can think Aww. of is you, love. And I was like, damn, what the hell am I doing?
1: Did you guys kiss? <laughs>
0: Maybe like a good night kiss.
1: Um, okay. <laughs> Are you
0: sure you want to be asking? <laughs> By the way, Janet and I have never talked about these details, and I, Janet actually found her journal and she journaled about
3: this,
1: babe. You had me whooped. I journaled how much I loved you and missed you during that week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can you read and some so of your journal? If you're actually listening in, during the time of like March 24th through the 28th and you hooked up with my husband, <laughs> 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 DM me. <laughs> I'm just kidding.
0: So, um, dude, what am, what, what the hell am I doing? Exactly. I dropped this girl off in her house. We're living in the Bay area. I think she lived in Redwood city. And then I drive back to Burlingame and I go straight to Janet's apartment. Now, granted, it had been two to three days in our break. Y no me estaba pelando Janet. I would text no. Janet. I would call her. And she was not responding, Heather, at all. Mm. And it was driving me crazy. So I dropped this girl off. And I'm calling. I'm blowing up Janet's phone. And she's not answering.
1: You needed the time off. So, so <laughs> what
0: I do, I'm like, yo, she's probably with another dude. Right. It's my <laughs> macho Mexican guy. How could she? <laughs> so I drive and I don't think I ever shared this with you, babe. I drove to your apartment that night and I parked and I could see your window on the second floor. And you had your light on. And I was looking for like a second silhouette, <laughs> <laughs> like another body moving around creepy. in there. And I'm going to roll up. And even though I'm sure, whatever, I'm going to fight this guy. <laughs> that is so <laughs> creepy. And I was so angry because you wouldn't answer my calls or my texts. What were you thinking (laughs) when I was blowing up your phone?
1: That you needed a break. So why are you calling me? But really, I was like deep inside. I'm like, I need to know about this guy. I I miss him so much.
0: So what was going on with you? You, If you can read something. Okay, So
1: I found this journal not too long ago. And the front cover says, oh, the places you'll go. Ironically, it's from Dr. Seuss. It's like a little notebook. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Anyways, I wrote this on Tuesday, March 24th, 2008. I woke up still a bit confused about this whole I need time. Solo faltaba que me dijeras, it's not you, it's me. <laughs> I got to work with a heartache. I kept looking at my phone to see if I had any messages from you. I keep reminding myself of the faith I have in God, and I pray that he brings peace to your heart. I try to focus on him so I don't start crying and questioning why. And then I have a sad face right there. <laughs> I really hope this works for you and makes me realize that it's okay to have our space. I'm just afraid that every time you feel confused over something, you want to peace out on me. <laughs> I pray that God brings light to this relationship. I pray that this is a moment of realization that there will not be a second time of being without each other because I miss you too much. Wow. <laughs> That's like. That's journaling a long and time ago <laughs> sorry
0: later on in the journal cuz you shared it with me earlier you didn't want to listen to me on the radio but you heard me and i said chuku chuku twinkle twinkle on the radio
1: which was our like cue words
0: which was like a secret code mm-hmm. of how i would shout out and tell janet that i loved her her nickname is chuku and twinkle twinkle meant i love you
1: I think it was because of the, the DJing, like, chuku-chuku, yeah, chuckoo. And then, I don't know. <laughs> so when I would go in,
0: in and out of songs or whatever, I would say, twinkle, twinkle, chuku-chuku. Mm-hmm. And that was a way for Janet to know if she was listening that I loved her. Mm-hmm. After that week was over, I knew Janet was the one. And I'm like, why am I going to risk this amazing lifetime opportunity of an amazing partner for some random hangout or hookup or whatever it is? And then from there on out, I had to set guardrails for myself when I would go to the clubs. I had good friends around me that when they saw, you know, women coming around or I was saying, what's up or this or that. And I would text them or I would give them a cue and they would come over and say, yo, we got to we got to leave the club. We got to go to the next club because you got to work at another club or something like that. Or they would kind of pull me away for whatever reason. And I had to have people hold me accountable.
1: That's a good wingman, whoever that was.
0: Yeah. Shout out to Saul and Wero. <laughs> and they knew you, babe. Yeah. And something also that Janet and I established since then as well is something that we called like the triangle rule, which is if we bring a friend of the opposite sex into our relationship, it's got to be a triangle rule, meaning that all three of us are in some way should perform friends
4: mm.
0: or we hang out or we know what's going on. We have complete trust. She knows my passwords. I know her passwords. Yeah, they're actually the same ones. Yeah, so whoever was trying to hack us, you get two for one. Yeah. <laughs> but it's completely transparent. Yeah, and that was an understanding that we had with each other. But I had to set guidelines, Heather. Right. I hate when people say one thing led to another. That's mm-hmm. so irresponsible and selfish. I didn't want to be like that. Love, were you ever tempted to cheat? Huh? Just kidding. Hey, kill me.
1: <laughs> no.
4: Never. She's a virtuous woman. Did you hear that journal?
1: Yeah, exactly. Thank you, Heather. No, they've <laughs> never. You know what? I mean, I got to admit that I do have the hots for Matthew McConaughey. You
0: know what sucks about that? Yes. Look, Is that. He looks the exact opposite. I you are going to say that. Heather's on Zoom right now, so she could see me. Heather, is Matthew there any...
1: Matthew McConaughey. The exact opposite. But this is like Matthew McConaughey, like before, Um, what is that one movie, uh, Dallas? It was like during Failure to Launch and Wedding Planner, like that Matthew McConaughey. I love you, Matthew McConaughey. But no, because I think, that the cheating starts with the thought. So for me to even think about another man is like, I would feel dirty and I have so much respect for you and love, babe, that no, I don't. So your hall pass, I'm like, you better get it out right now. I'll get whatever's in your system. Cause once we become, you know, fiance and married. right? it's a
0: different level. Yeah.
1: So I knew that there was something there and I knew you were going to go out with girls. I mean, you were at the peak of your career. Back in the
0: day. Well, (laughs) not that you're old. My my (laughs) let me clarify. Not my radio career, my hoochie career.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Your bachelor, you know, young life and
0: anyways. So that's our story. And some of you might be like, Edgar, you cheated. But technically, because I took a break, I felt like I did it. Yeah. Heather, now that we allowed you and our listeners into our crazy minds, let's find some help. Let's find some solutions to stop. Harming each other and ourselves by cheating.
1: Um, Heather, can you define the different types of cheating and when does actual cheating begin?
4: Yeah, that's actually a really good question. Um, I think because we think of cheating as, you know, two boxes, you cheated or you didn't cheat. And I would consider it much more of a spectrum right? There's a slippery slope between behaviors that we do. And I think a good rule of thumb is if it's something that you wouldn't do in front of your partner, it's most likely something that would lead to cheating. Wow. Um, Yeah. Because, you know, if if you're, if you have to keep it a secret and if you're uncomfortable telling your partner, then there's obviously something wrong with the situation.
1: Oh, that's so good.
4: (laughs) Yeah, the problem is going to be that everyone defines cheating differently. So Mm. early on in a relationship, you should have a conversation. Are you comfortable with, you know, going to the club and dancing with other people? Some people are going to say yes. Some people are going to say no. So defining that is a really important part of commitment and uh, loyalty in a relationship. But I think there's also just different types of cheating. Kind of like what you're asking is um, there's emotional cheating, there's physical cheating, of course. I would say there's cyber cheating because you could be yeah. DMing someone or, mm. you know, on Instagram or Facebook, having these conversations and secret relationships. And if it's a secret and you and you wouldn't want your partner to know about it, then it could be cheating.
0: Kind of like, um, was, uh, sorry to interrupt, Heather. But yeah. An example is our listener, Letty, who was brave enough to talk about her situation.
4: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: she was texting back and forth with her coworker. And it made her feel good, you know, and although it didn't reach a physical situation, she was definitely having some type of relationship with him.
4: She was keeping it
0: from her husband at the time. At the time. Eventually, she confessed.
4: And Janet, you're bringing up a good point, too, about thoughts, right? We could cheat in our thoughts. And that's a Bible verse also that Mm -hmm. once we think about doing something, if if you find yourself in in your relationship consistently thinking about sleeping with other people or not committed in your relationship, then you're on the slippery slope towards cheating anyways. Mm. So even the thoughts need to be controlled.
0: Mm. Absolutely. Because if you think about it, your thoughts is a trampoline (laughs) to your actions.
4: I mean, it is a spark
0: plug. Heather, you said something very interesting about setting expectations with your significant other, because there are times where in a relationship, you're like, yo, I'm going to have a girl's night out or a boy's night out. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like different rules apply to that just because Jenna. your significant other isn't around right. Should you act differently because it's a boys' night out or a girls' night out?
4: Mhm-, yeah, and I you know Jenna keeps using the word hall pass. There's some relationships where they will agree to a hall pass because that's something that they've decided is okay. I'm not saying it's okay in every relationship, but as long as you guys are clear and you have uh, honest communication, then you can define what's okay in your relationship. And that goes across the board with, you know, who's doing chores and who's taking care of the kids and who's picking up who. We just want honest communication. And that goes so far.
0: Thank you for bringing up the whole concept of thoughts. Because a lot of times we believe like the cheating began the first time we hooked up with somebody else on the backseat of our car or in the hotel room. And no, yeah. that's not true. It ha- it started long before that. Heather, before you get into how we can avoid the temptation of cheating, can you just give us like, I know there are many, but maybe like the top three reasons why we would be tempted to cheat on someone that we say we love and adore and wouldn't want anything bad to happen to them.
4: Yeah, really good question. I think the first one I would um, give to you is something that came to my mind from what Leti was sharing, um, a self-esteem issue, right? And in her words, she was saying, you can't get love from someone else if you don't love yourself first. And I think I would like to shift it a little bit and say that if you're looking for outside validation, then you're never going to fully feel loved and fulfilled. Your partner cannot Fulfill your desire to feel loved all day long, every day. Um, so if you're not able to give yourself that love, then you will consistently need outside validation. And that's a slippery slope. Um, yeah. So that, I, I would say the first one is self-esteem issues.
0: I can agree to that, Heather, because I think when I was getting all that attention, it was definitely feeding my self-esteem. Yeah. You know, and uh, it was a dangerous path at that time. Again, I was 25, immature and dumb. I'm glad I snapped out of that (laughs) and I'm glad that, you know, my faith helped me snap out of that because my self-esteem comes from being the son of God and, and treating my wife or my significant other, whoever whoever I'm with in a relationship, treating them like the daughter of the most high. And with that respect, what do you say to somebody that's with somebody and they keep seeing patterns that they don't want to live a life where they're just with one person?
4: Yeah, so we're talking about red flags. I think the problem with red flags is we don't believe they're red flags, (laughs) right? We try to convince ourselves that they're not red flags because we want to be in a relationship. This person is attractive. I'm having fun. But as soon as you mature enough to have a certain level of expectation that you will only accept a person that meets these requirements in your life, then that red flag is, it's time for me to cut bait and run. And it's not a negative. It doesn't mean that you don't value the person. But what it means is you value yourself more. And if someone is not meeting that expectation, you should feel comfortable to walk away.
0: Janet. Yes. Were you ready to walk away from me if I still don't have my mind made up after that week when we were dating four months into it? Yeah. You were ready to be. If I came back and like- (laughs) Was
1: that like brutally honest? I'm sorry. Very brutal (laughs) honest. Yeah, because I was like, like, it it was going to be tough for me, but yeah. (laughs) No, because I'm like, I'm not going to wait around for this guy. Right. And then you proved to me that you were ready. So then I like, here we are.
0: (laughs) Here we are. All right, Heather, what's another reason why people would be tempted to cheat?
4: Sure. I think a second one Leti also touched on, which is just losing the spark in your relationship. I think that if you are looking to be married for a very long time, the fact of the matter is that there will be ebbs and flows. There will be times when you guys are head over heels in love. There'll be times where you're annoyed with each other. And so losing the spark is often like the birthplace of, thinking about cheating, entertaining other people, starting smaller emotional cheating relationships. And those are the red flags in if you're committed to your relationship, you want to be very aware of so that you can make some changes.
1: And Heather, that spark is not necessarily or only sex, right? I mean, not at all. we like the tallies. We like the flowers. We like, mm-hmm. the you know, the little details. So
4: that's yeah, a great I would point. Add in a great anger. Point. Right. If if you guys are just angry with each other or you're irritated or someone's distant or you're not getting enough attention, like Janet was saying, all of those things could lead into you're not feeling as um, vibrant in your relationship as you did when you first started.
0: Because it takes the same amount of passion to love or to be angry at somebody. Mm -hmm. So if you're all of a sudden indifferent, damn, that's a red flag. (laughs) Like I don't care if you're mad at me. Yeah. Ouch. Right.
4: (laughs) And that's what Letty's husband said. Right. He said that he noticed something was really different about her. Right. That she had moved her interest into a different relationship Mm -hmm. and not their marriage. What's another
0: reason why?
4: Yeah. 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 I have one more. And I think, again, it's something we continue to talk about. So we talked about self-esteem. We talked about a loss of spark in your relationship. And I think there's one that's just situational. There's times where, like Edgar said, we could be at a girls' night, you could go on vacation with your, your girls or your boys, or you could be at a bachelor party, you could be in Vegas, and all of those situations are just statistically proven to, to put us in a place where we are being tempted. And if you throw alcohol or you throw something else in there of you know people that are influencing you the wrong way, the likelihood mm. of cheating is really high.
0: That is so important, Heather. Influences. The types of friends and people you surround yourself with. Mm-hmm. And, and that's something that I had to learn is the people I, that, that were truly close friends of mine. They knew how much I love Janet and how much I wanted to be loyal to her. And therefore, because they're real friends, they would call me out if they saw something going down the wrong way. Right. And I appreciate them for that.
1: Babe, Bill, why is it that men are so afraid of commitment?
0: Because we think the grass is greener on the other side. Our whole life, we've been sold this Mujeriego lifestyle. We've been, you know, our whole life, if you think about it, when we watch movies, when we watch TV, when we're hanging out with older dudes, we celebrate the fact that a guy has a lot of women, Mm -hmm. both in TV and shows and and, and even around being friends. Yo, man, yeah, I hooked up with this chick yesterday. No way, bro, what? You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? And we celebrate that. Como que eres perron, eres lo máximo, because you have all these women. it's almost up there with achieving quote unquote success. Right. And it's double standards, right? Because obviously right. How sad. <laughs> when a woman talks like that, it was like, yo, hoochie, <laughs> whore. Slut. Mm-hmm. you know, it's totally double standard. That's a different topic for a different day. But to answer your question, I mm-hmm. think that's why it is, baby. That's why it's so important to find mm. it's ego. Real true friends.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: That hold you accountable.
1: Yeah. I have a question for you, Heather. Um, mm-hmm. Thanks love for that. Letty told us her story. When you're tempted to cheat, is it healthy to confess? And also, when should you confess? Should you let months go by and texting go, you know, go on and on?
4: Yeah, I think that's a really good question. The second part in particular, when you should confess, because I think whether you should or shouldn't is right. just not a black and white answer. Yeah, um, There's a lot of factors that go into whether you and your partner have honest communication that has been built up that can withstand that conversation. But when is really important, right? I would suggest as a therapist, yeah. don't confess without a plan of action. Right? don't just say hey, I've been thinking about sleeping with all these other people. What do you think about it? Right? What I would blue, take right? a look at? Yeah, I would take a look at yourself.
0: <laughs> you're like, "Hey, let's go out. out for some tacos." Oh, by the way, qué ricos tacos. I've been thinking about sleeping with three other them Yeah. <laughs> so you're taking
1: a bite on the taco. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 hey, quiero tacos de chorizo. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. There, 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 there. <laughs>
4: be helpful right it, it wouldn't be something that could that you could build on but if you have been having these temptations and you spend the time thinking or you go to counseling and you get support from someone and try to identify what's the reason why and how you're going to commit to or recommit to your partner that's when the time that would be most useful to confess or i wouldn't even say confess right we we are trying to build a space where vulnerability is okay finding a time to be vulnerable with them and let them know what's on your mind may take some time.
0: Got it. Before we wrap up, how would you suggest that a couple listening to us right now, and and this isn't just for couples, this is for single people as well. I hope that by hearing this, you don't allow yourself to be in a position like this to where you want to cheat on somebody. Mm -hmm. But you know how to get out of it, right? But if it does happen to you, the temptation is there, whatever it may be, how do you rebuild like Leti and her husband? they managed to rebuild and they're better off today because they tackled the root of the issues behind her wanting to cheat.
4: Yeah. Um, so it sounds like in this scenario, the partner knows about the infidelity or the cheating or the temptation. And so I think what's going to be most important is really vulnerable communication, a space where there is not shaming and judgment mm-hmm. where someone can be really honest about what they've been thinking about. And both people are understanding that our goal is to stay committed to each other. Right. The, Edgar, you used the, the phrase not threatening divorce. So if every single time I say something mm-hmm. vulnerable, I feel like I'm being threatened with divorce. I'm not going to feel comfortable saying those things anymore. So I think, first of all, creating a space where you can be open, honest, and vulnerable is so important. And whether you have to do that through counseling or you can do that together, you can read books, you can do journaling, there's a, there's a necessary effort to build the skill of communication. And it becomes difficult when there's cheating on the table. So hopefully you are building it early. But if you're not, you can use, um, you know, a professional support to start building that yeah. ground of communication.
0: When you're in a marriage... You initially begin, you make a commitment depending on your faith and so on and so forth. But for us, Janet and I, under God, that I'm going to respect Janet because she is God's daughter. And now that I have daughters, damn, does that change? Mm -hmm. I see it even further, Heather. Like I don't want a dude to treat my daughters like they're just some uh, recyclable paper or recyclable cup or anything like that. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? You need to mm-hmm. value her. She's gold, man. So what I'm trying to say is you start a relationship, and I feel like you're two lines that are parallel, and you're all going the same direction in the very beginning. But as soon as one of your lines, either one of the partners, starts drifting, it may be a little bit of a drift that you don't, you don't give too much notice to. It's just a little bit of a drift. But in the course of time, if you draw two lines parallel, side to side, and one starts going to the side a little bit, over time, the separation is huge. It's so important. And something that Jan and I learned for our relationship is, especially once kids come into the mix and work and, and just life, we continuously have to check in with each other. Yeah. And I love what you said early on, Heather. Set expectations, not just on what we got going on that week, but, hey, how can I be a better husband to you? How can I be a better wife? And not being defensive when they say how you can be better. And praying together. And in those moments, you bring peace to yourself, you bring help from God and your faith. What do you think's helped us, love? So that again, we're not experts, right? We're just sharing what's helped us. But I believe, you know, overall we we have a pretty healthy relationship when it comes to yeah. being loyal to each other on many
1: levels. Yeah. What's helped us is the respect for each other and we communicate all the time. I mean, on the daily basis, on hour by hour. Okay, what are the expectations for the rest of the evening? Okay, this and this and that. And even if something goes off our expectations, we communicate, hey, we're not going to do this because this came up, but we're always communicating and expectations are always set. And we've learned that because we think totally different, but we're a great team and we work at it, you know, what's worked for us.
0: That's so huge. And Heather, and maybe you can wrap us up with your last thought on this, but I want to commend Leti for being brave enough to talk about her situation. And Janet, you just said something. But you got to work at it. Yeah. Can't just blame the other person. You
1: can't be selfish either. Because if I'm always thinking about me, then. Yeah. It's not going to work out. And my
0: whole thing is like, I want to serve Janet in every need that she has. Spiritually, emotionally, physically. All the above.
1: I mean, we're so open that we're. I'm like, uh, we need to get it on tonight. I need Mm -hmm. it. It's like that. I mean, let's be real.
0: Or just in general.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, you know, like babe, I need my time. Heather's like awkward. We're on Zoom. (laughs) (laughs) No,
4: (laughs) yes or no, Janet. (laughs) Yes, let's
1: get it on. We're putting her (laughs) later. Heather, (laughs) bye. It's true that communication is like that, like, babe, I need you. I miss you tonight. We got to get it on like for real or like, hey, I need my space, like communication, like we really communicate.
0: (laughs) It's important. Heather, what are your final thoughts on
1: this?
4: Yeah, I think we're driving home two words, vulnerability and communication. And I think neither can happen without the other where we need to create a space that people can be comfortable, can be honest, can be open, can talk about their insecurities, can talk about their desires, talk about their fears. Mm -hmm. And we're never in fear of losing the person or losing the commitment or losing the relationship. And that will take you through a lot of obstacles.
0: Heather, thank you for always being down, to hang out with us and give us such... What I love about the way you speak is... It comes from a place of research, it comes from a place of love, mm-hmm. and it's so easy to digest. So we thank you so much for your sharing your gift with us and our listeners.
1: Thank you, Heather. And if Edgar needs uh, to talk or counsel about his hall pass, where can he reach you at? <laughs> <I'm>
4: done. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I'm done. That was a one time thing. If, if people need
1: to reach you, where can they do it?
4: Um, so my Instagram is heather underscore the underscore therapist. Perfect. Thank you Mm -hmm.
0: so much. Hi, blessings, Mike. As we finalize this topic, I want to leave you with this really good word from Pastor Mike Todd, speaking to those of you that have cheated on your significant other and have hurt them. As you're rebuilding your relationship, you got to have patience because regaining their trust is going to take a long time. And trust is lost in buckets and it's gained back in drops. Love you guys. Don't give up. It's totally worth it. Coming up next, we have some great news in regards to our Dreamer fundraiser intact. All right, familia, before we wrap up, we want to check in on two things. On our Dreamer fundraiser that got kicked off on our last episode that was inspired by. Emiliana Gallardo of Compton, she's a dreamer and her video went viral because she had a very inspirational and emotional response to the fact that the DACA program, which allows nearly 800,000 dreamers to not get deported Mm -hmm. and to also work legally in the United States, the program got saved by the Supreme Court. And our intention was to surprise her and sponsor her DACA application and immigration fees. Yep. which are nearly close to five hundred dollars, mm-hmm. four hundred ninety five. But thankfully, a nonprofit organization had already sponsored her. Yeah. So because of her,
1: isn't that crazy, Babe Hollis? Yeah. Like you think, oh, let me let me uh, bless this person, but then God said, no, you're gonna bless more people, and that's all thanks to you listening to us right now that you helped out. Yes. Thank you.
0: So we set a goal of two thousand mm-hmm. dollars, which would cover four people for their DACA Ooh. immigration fees. You got goosebumps. <laughs> and it's not just four people, babe. Because really, you're blessing the family of those four people as well. Yeah. Because in this process, el que duele, the one that's hurting is not just you as a, as a dreamer, but it's also your whole family that is that wants the best for you. So before we get the total amount of money that was collected, I want to check in Can't with wait. Dreamer Emiliana Gallardo because since we couldn't sponsor her for her DACA application fee. Mm-hmm. We decided that we wanted to connect her to better job opportunities. She currently is a student at UCI studying psychology, and she's working at a warehouse.
1: Which There's no, nothing wrong with that.
0: At the same time, we believe she has an opportunity to use her talents and her gifts in other areas to be able to grow more within her field of interest that she's studying. So she sent us a voicemail updating us on how things have gone since you started reaching out to her. Check this out.
5: Hello, my name is Emiliana Gallardo. And I just wanted to let you guys know that I am very thankful for all the love and support that you guys have gave me. Last past couple of days, I have been able to connect with amazing people who are guiding me and helping me to get internships or volunteer programs to help me get a better job. And it has been amazing because I have never done this kind of networking and I feel like it's a great opportunity to gain experience. And also I want to thank you guys for supporting the fundraiser to help dreamers and pay their renewal. This is an amazing opportunity because right now with this pandemic, it's very difficult to get a job or get the money to to pay the renewal fees. And I want to thank you guys so much from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so much.
0: I love that she's getting connected to a strong network of people that want to help her out. Mm, yes. And that's what it's all about. That when you make it to a certain level in life, that you don't forget about the people that are coming up the stairs. And we extend the hand and les ayudamos, lechamos la mano so we can all come up together. Claro. So a couple of people that I know have helped out, Emiliana are getting her connected to great opportunities. Our friend Teres Razo. Thank you so much. She's also a UCI grad.
1: Yeah, her and her husband, Chef Leo, they own a restaurant, Villa Roma and Cambalache. Thank you guys so much. Then you guys want to support? Go to uh, the restaurants in Orange County.
0: So good. Such mm. good food. Latinos representing right there. La está conectando super bien with an awesome network. Also, uh, Jessica, also a UCI grad, and she's actually Sam's cousin. So, Sam oh. from Dish in the Kitchen with her, with his daughter Brynn, they've been on our podcast before.
1: That's awesome. That's amazing. It's Thank like you we're
0: building this little community. I love it. Mm-hmm. And you're all coming together to help each other out. And that is what we love. Y también muchas gracias, Dana, who's part of an amazing nonprofit organization in LA by the name of St. Anne's, also connecting Emiliana to Thank great you. people. Thank so, you, Dana. God willing, soon we'll get news that she has a, a new job and doing great things. All right, guys. So, we're going to get an update right now on how much money was raised. <gasps> We're Dreamers. Can't Thanks wait. to our friends, Todec, T as in Tom, O, D as and Dreamer, EC.org. Ooh, that was They're, beautifully Thank you, babe. Explained. They're an awesome nonprofit organization to help out our immigrant community. And the goal is $2,000. Yeah. And within the first 24 hours from when we launched this, Luz Gallegos, the director, reached out to us and gave us the most amazing news that y'all had already fundraised $1,100.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. And when
0: I told Janet, she immediately got super emotional and started crying. Love, like, why were you crying? Why did it hit you like that?
1: Oh, man, it was awesome. Just getting the great news. I was excited. I was in shock. Honestly, I was like, what? Did that really happen in 24 hours? Yeah. Um, it was such a blessing to hear that. It made my day, to be honest. And I was just <laughs> grateful to God. And thank you for um, donating to this awesome fundraiser.
0: We're going to get the total amount. And this total amount is as of Friday night.
1: Friday night. Okay.
0: Okay. So about three days after we launched the fundraiser because we recorded this podcast over the weekend, oh by the way. Oh, my gosh. Tell me. And here's Luz Gallegos with your official <gasps> numbers after I'm Friday sweating. night. Did we reach our goal $2,000?
3: Thank you so much, Edgar, Janet. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your compassion. Thank you for putting this fund together that's going to support four applicants that are going to be renewing their daca application in these very hard times of of covid 19 there's a lot of struggle a lot of hardship within community and this fund that raised 2015 dollars just in a couple of days uh is able is going to be able to support four applicants with their USCIS fees. Thank you so much. Thank you to you all. And thank you to your followers. Thank you for being our partner, for being our ally. Y si se pudo, y vamos a seguir. Y muchas gracias. Que Dios nos los bendiga. You did it, familia. Woo! You guys did are did.
1: awesome. Thank you.
0: Surpassed the $2,000 fundraising goal for Dreamers. Muchísimas gracias. Continue supporting TODEC, TODEC.org. Hit the support button and keep donating. They do amazing work for our immigrant community. So, muchísimas gracias por ayudar a estos soñadores poder estar en este país without having to worry to get deported mm. and have to worry where to get the money to be able to pay for the immigration fees. Amen. Love, let's uh, wrap up with some shout-outs.
1: Okay. These comments are from Apple Podcasts. This is from Sonia Gutierrez. I don't like it. I love it. Great show, guys. I love how you pretty much cover everything from family to married life to current events. You brighten up my day. Thank you. (laughs) Every time I'm done with an episode, I can't wait to hear the next. This other message from Santos 2278 was one of my favorites. Check this out, babe. Okay. She says, love you guys. First off, I dream to speak Spanish just like you guys. I am a white American married to a non-documented immigrant from Mexico. I have three amazing boys and I love what you're bringing attention to and the messages you are putting out.
0: Uh, first of all, thank you for arreglarle papeles a nuestro paisano. <laughs> and second, thank you for listening to us. That means the world to us. Thank you. And uh, hopefully you can get my our homie, our, our Mexi- Mexicano, the green card for getting married. Thank you.
1: I like the message because she's an honorary Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about the green card.
0: She's Mexican by injection. <laughs>
1: oh i'm blushing no. <laughs> thank you for your comments on apple podcast <laughs> thank you so much and
0: honestly that's what it's all about it's about bringing everybody together and building this community like we've said earlier today and we thank you for all the love and support continue leaving your reviews on apple Podcasts. Yes. It tremendously helps the podcast plus it gives us great feedback on what we can do better and what should we continue doing right love
1: yeah so thank you guys we enjoy reading your messages and don't forget to follow us on social media on hashtag Los Otelos or on our website, LosOtelos.com.
0: Gracias. And remember, don't allow anyone or anything to steal your joy or your peace. Nobody deserves that kind of power over your life. Love you guys. Bendiciones. Catch you next Wednesday. Ánimo.
1: Thanks for hanging out with us
3: on Los Otelos Podcast. Apolo. learn more at go.amex slash you know reserve Best
1: Western made booking our family beach vacation a breeze and it felt a little like (laughs) time to go okay kids back in the room (laughs) good night Life's a trip. Make the most of it at Best Western.